Amen. Thank you. Well, as I said, I'm Brandon, and uh, it's good to be with you this morning. We're going to continue our Advent series where we are bearing the name, or bearing his name. And uh, this morning, we're specifically going to be looking at kindness and goodness. Kindness and goodness. Uh, But I do have some good news for some of you who love Christmas. Um, The chocolate advent calendar I bought yesterday says we're three days away from Christmas. So, enjoy. Enjoy. Uh, That's goodness right there. (laughs) Chocolate. So, I, I have a kiddo that is obsessed with chocolate. Uh, I'll dime it out. It, it's, it's Malachi. So he's my youngest. And everything chocolate, everything chocolate, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be sitting somewhere, whether it's cake or anything, he'll be like, you know why I like this? Chocolate. Or he'll say, you know why I like this? Salt. This kid loves chocolate and salt, so I, I think he's going to like salty chocolate for the rest of his life. But um, yeah, he's a, he's a hoot, that one. Um, so we've been talking about burying his name and, and walking through this tangibly of how do we bear his name and what fruit should be produced by that. And so we've been looking at Galatians uh, chapter 5 specifically, and we've been looking at uh, the Holy Spirit pr- produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and so on. And so, to, so this morning we're going to look at the two words, kindness and goodness. DJ reminded us last week about, are, are we to be comparing ourselves to others? Are we supposed to be comparing ourselves to the standard who is Christ? Like if we're going to bear his name, we actually have to have him as our standard, not our neighbor. Christ is our standard. He is our standard. So what I'd like you to do right now, I'm going to give you a moment. I'm going to allow you to get out your phone if you want to take note on your phone or use the bulletin. But I I want you to think about this. When it comes to kindness, what comes to your mind? All right? Everyone take a moment. Write it down. Think about it. When it comes to kindness, what comes to your mind? Now, does anybody want to answer that? Caring, okay. Being nice. Compassion, good, good. So kindness, in in, uh, what this word kind of means in the Greek, which many of you mentioned, is the quality of being friendly, generous, upright, and good. So... What about goodness? When you think about goodness, what do you think about? Does anybody want to take a shot at this? A little tricky. I'm trying to trick you a little bit now. Doing the correct thing. All right, that's really good. Sincere, good. Morality. Putting others above yourself. Yeah, good. 
truth? Did I hear truth or pure? What did I hear? Truth? Truth? Yeah. And so kindness and goodness, they're kind of back to back, and they, they actually relate very closely to each other. And so when I was studying this this past week, I noticed this truth. And so I want us to look at this truth, that kindness is the sincere desire for the good of others. And goodness is the activity of cultivating kindness. Yeah, basically, goodness is the verb. So when you're thinking about, so kindness is actually, in other words, kindness is the heart posture in which we take, and goodness is what happens when we walk out kindness. So isn't that neat how they're right next to each other? So when we're looking um, at the Greek, we see that this is the, the kind of meaning behind it, that, that kindness is something that just kind of um, is the posture of our heart, and then goodness is the acting out of the posture of our heart. So when I think about this time of year, I think about the kindness and goodness of God. Why? Because he sent his son, Jesus, Emmanuel, which is God with us. Out of his kindness and goodness, he sends his son for us, for you and for me. And so when I, when I was thinking about kindness and goodness and the way that they re- interact, I was like, oh my word. They're, they're almost like you can't separate them if we're to bear his name. If we're actually to bear the name of Christ, we can't separate these two attributes that come. So I want to ask you guys another question to think about. If you were to describe Jesus in one sentence, how would you describe him? So take a moment and think about that. If you were to describe Jesus in one sentence, what would you say? I want to look at a passage because Peter describes Jesus to Cornelius and his family in one brief sentence. Um, In Acts 10.38. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the power of the Holy Spirit and with power. Uh, Then Jesus went around doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So Peter describes Jesus to Cornelius by doing good. By doing good. The source for Jesus... Can you see where the source is for Jesus? God was with him. The source of what Jesus did was the power of the Spirit. We see that up there. Power uh, by the Spirit and God with him. The source. And because of God's goodness and kindness towards us, he sends his Son so that we can have deep relationship with him so that we can bear his name, so we can bear his name. Um, Jesus went around doing good. All that Jesus ever said and all that he did was for the good of others. Whether that was physically, emotionally, spiritually, all that he did was for others. It was for you, it was for me. And since we are 
called to bear the name of Christ, we need to exhibit kindness and goodness. Kindness and goodness. So in the Greek, this word good, uh, as I kind of shared, has an em- emphasis towards kindness. So it kind of emphasizes the, ki- the acting out of the kindness which pours out of our hearts. And um, however, in the Hebrew, uh, this word is tov, which you've probably heard us talk about before. Tov is what is good and pleasing to the Lord, uh, what is pure and what is right. So in the Hebrew, we look at the word tov, and it has more of a righteousness connotation, which it speaks more about the rightness of what we are supposed to be and how we are supposed to live. And so as I was thinking about this, I thought, man, goodness and kindness, when they are put together, it's where righteousness interacts. It intersects those things. So if we're walking in kindness and we're walking in goodness, then it actually is right. And so when I think about Tov and I think about God is good, he is Tov, it is because he, his characteristic is always kind and always good. He is good. So I have a little scale. Oh, this is another truth. Goodness is where kindness and righteousness intersect. So the kindness and righteousness. So I have this little diagram up here. Um, so there's always pitfalls that we can go towards. And so up here I wanted to show that when we are kind over anything else and we have very little goodness, the acting out of kindness, we then tolerate. I'll explain this a little bit more. But our pitfall is tolerance. And then when we have goodness, goodness without the hard posture of kindness, we lean towards being judgmental. All right? And these are kind of the pitfalls on each side. On each side. And so each of us in here, we have a propensity to go towards one or the other. We have a propensity to be tolerant, to let things go, to be kind all the time. And then there's some of us in here, uh, I I will uh, call out only myself, who tend to be more judgmental. Right? And we judge everyone. And everything. I was with, um, oh, I'll call out my kids. I was with my kids, and we were watching a Hallmark-ish type Christmas movie. And the whole time, they're being, like, super critical about the acting, uh, the outfits, the fake snow. And I'm like, guys, guys, could we stop? Like, we know what we're getting into. This is a Hallmark Christmas movie, all right? We're supposed to feel good at the end, okay? Let's take a chill, all right, on judging everything that's happening in this movie. Um, I don't know where they get it from. Anyway, so each of us have a propensity to go in one of these two things. But the thing about our lives is in each situation, and this is what Jesus did so well in each situation, he knew how to walk in the tension between tolerance and judgment. Out of his goodness and kindness. So the reason that there's a squiggly line 
here is because there are things that we can tolerate and be okay with, right? There are people at work that might annoy you, but you need to tolerate them and you need to be kind to them, right? And then there's situations, let's say, I don't know, my, my brother's cheating on his wife. I can't tolerate that, right? That would be wrong. That's where acting out in my goodness would actually be calling out what is wrong. And so each, each situation, in order for us to bear his name, we actually have to walk in his spirit. We can't just willy-nilly go around life recognizing, oh, I should be kind here, I should be good here, without the power of the Spirit, because if we're not walking in the power of the Spirit, we might not be walking in that righteousness umbrella that intersects both kindness and goodness. We must walk in His Spirit to bear His name correctly. And so I want to look at a couple of passages where Jesus did this, right? Let's bring it back to Jesus. And so, in Luke 22... These stories are going to be familiar, especially that we just walked through Luke here at PFC recently. Um, But Luke 22. But even as Jesus said this, the crowd approached, led by Judas, one of the twelve. Judas walked over to Jesus to greet him with a kiss. But Jesus said, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? When the other disciples saw What was about to happen, they exclaimed, Lord, should we fight? We brought our swords. And one of them struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. Uh Uh-uh. He touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus spoke to the leading priest, the captain of the temple guard, and the elders who had come with him. Um. Am I, someone da- uh, am I some da- dangerous revolutionary, he asked, that comes with you uh, with sword and clubs to arrest me? So there's a couple things I want to point out in this passage. In the kindness and goodness of Jesus in this passage, we see that he allowed certain things to take place to him and to others. But he didn't tolerate it. Calling out Judas and then calling out the other disciples and then healing the soldier. Right? Jesus doesn't always tolerate. He doesn't tolerate our sin. He doesn't uh, placate our own stuff. So even though he is kind and he is good, if he were to only tolerate us, he wouldn't be right. So if we're to bear his name, if we're to bear his name appropriately, walking in kindness and goodness under this beautiful umbrella of righteousness, we must not tolerate sin. We must be actively walking with the Spirit to know what on the scale of am I Kind? Should I be kind in this and tolerate this? Or should I walk towards judgment and kindly calling out a brother being like, we can't walk this way? Because sometimes kindness sets boundaries. Sometimes kindness sets boundaries. 
Jesus created boundaries for the good of other people. You know, we, we see throughout Scripture that there are times where Jesus created boundaries for himself, right? Where he walked away to spend time with the Lord or he went away early in the morning. This is a theme in Jesus' life so that he could spend time with the Father. But he also set boundaries for other people. He sets a boundary pretty clear here for the disciples. No, we're not doing this anymore. We're not walking this way. So sometimes in our life, we have to set boundaries, and that's kind and good. So I'm in a relationship with someone who they were uh, telling me a story on Wednesday evening. Um, I had a, a, like a Zoom call, and he was just describing the, the relationship that he had, uh, that his wife has with her mom. And her mom had a whole bunch of like really toxic, negative things happen. And she told her daughter, listen, um, I'm moving uh, four hours and I'm coming down and living with you. And uh, the daughter was like, uh, no, you're not. Um, and the daughter was very clear. She was like, the reason that you desire to do this is because you want to run away from the things that are happening right now in your life, but the Lord wants you to be there right now to heal, to, to, to work out what God is doing here. If you come and live with us, you're running from what God has from you here. This daughter had to have a kind, boundary-setting conversation. Um, do you think the mother took that well? No, no. Because sometimes when we set boundaries for other people, we don't know that this boundary, like they don't recognize that this boundary is actually a good, healthy thing for them. But the really cool thing is uh, this guy was saying, he's like, and six weeks later, she calls my wife back and says, you're right. The Lord had things for me here. And what I was doing is I was trying to escape and avoid a hard circumstance. And she's like, my life wouldn't be the same if you wouldn't have said, no, you can't come live with me. I wouldn't have been able to walk through the things I needed to walk through and walk through some of the healing that needed to take place between relationships if you wouldn't have said no. So sometimes kindness sets boundaries. All right, let's look at another passage. I want you to observe and think about where, what's happening with Jesus' kindness and goodness as we read this passage. What's happening? Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and had become very rich. He tried to, to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going past that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by his name, Zacchaeus. He said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But... The people were displeased. He has gone to be a guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor, Lord. 
And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to your home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. The display of Christ's goodness because of his kindness led Zacchaeus no longer to tolerate his own sin. It led Zacchaeus to be willing to be kind and good to others. This moment, this interaction with Jesus actually created a space in Zacchaeus' life now that Zacchaeus, immediately when he met Jesus, immediately, what happens? He began to bear the name of Jesus in a moment because he interacted with Jesus. So I ask you this morning, when's the last time you had a moment like this Where the people around you look and be like, they must have been with Jesus because this person is bearing the name of Jesus. Jesus' kindness and goodness has led Zacchaeus to bear the name of Christ. So my question for us this morning is when we're squeezed by circumstances, hard relationships, when we're squeezed by the world around us, what comes out? What is coming out of us? Does the posture of kindness and does the action of goodness come out? Or do we fall in one of those pitfalls where we become extremely judgmental? Or do we fall in a pitfall where we become tolerant to things we should not be tolerant of. When stuff is happening around us and the pressure of this world or family or whatever is happening, what comes out of us? Because when Jesus was pressured by all the things that we've ever been pressured by, what came out of him? Kindness and goodness. So if we're to bear his name, what should come out of us? And some of us in here, we want to judge um, and be judged by the person next to us rather than by the standard who is Christ. Right? I can stand here and say, yeah, I'm pretty good at being kind. Pretty good at acting on that kindness and walking out goodness. But how do my friends, how do they experience me? How does my family experience me? If my, if my kids were sitting right here and I asked this question and they were allowed in that moment to judge me, would they say that, that when I'm stressed and things uh, get squeezed out of me, that kindness and goodness would be squeezed out? That's the question I'm, I'm asking us this morning. Because if we're to bear the name of Christ... It means when the pressures of things that are happening around us, when we get squeezed, Christ comes out. Not Brandon. So I want to encourage you um, to be courageous 
and maybe today or this week, ask someone how they experience you. How do you experience me? Because I don't know about you, but I want to be a person who bears the name, who bears his name, who has met Jesus, and in a moment, he has changed my trajectory where I no longer tolerate my own sin, and when I'm squeezed, Christ comes out. I'm going to ask the band to come up, and I want to uh, leave us with this scripture. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let me read that part again. Let us not get tired of doing what is good. I know, I know for me, there's times, where, times in my life where I'm like, oh, if I have to be kind to this person one more time. Right? We've been there. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. That's a pretty cool promise. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to the people that we like and are easy. No. We should be good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. So for us to bear his name, we not only bear it individually, but we bear it as the family of God. So how are we this week going to put on kindness and goodness, put on his image for those around us, especially in the family of faith? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you. For Jesus. Thank you that we have the opportunity to bear your name. God, thank you for your goodness in sending Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, that you sent your son, that we remember in this season that he came for you. Everyone in here, for you and for me, that he came. And we have the opportunity through the power of your living spirit to walk and bear his name. Man, when we are squeezed, may the fruit of kindness and goodness just be pouring out of us. God, may we not fall in a pitfall. May we not be tolerant of our own sin. Lord, may we not be overly judgmental. But may we take every situation by that situation and saying, how do I lean, Lord, do I tolerate this? Do I walk in this kindness? Do, do I live out this goodness? I just ask that by the power of your spirit, by the mom, moment by moment, that we would walk in your presence. That we would bear your name appropriately. We bless you, Lord, for you are good. You are good. In Jesus' name.